Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. College basketball talk as we near Selection Sunday. Also some changes to college football coming in the next couple of years. We'll also touch a little bit on the NBA. Uh, Nucks, Nucks, Knicks and, not Knicks. <laughs> well, let me try this again. Lakers and Nuggets. That's what Big I was time. trying to get out Big tonight. Time. History um, on the line in that one, too. Yeah? So, yeah, we'll get into that. LeBron okay. James. Oh, that's right. Nine Nearing away from 40,000. Scott Hastings, uh, Nuggets color analyst, is going to join us in the final hour to touch on that game. Tell us what we should be betting. Yeah. But Cam, Selection Sunday, around the corner. Um, last, next weekend, final weekend of the regular season. Yeah. Then we go conference tournament. Right now, Houston, Purdue, UConn are kind of the three teams sitting way above the rest yeah. um, in terms of likely having one of those number one spots in a couple of weeks. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's just the consistency and really almost inconsistency for Houston and Purdue that will have them in that top four spot for that. You know, I'm thinking that those are the mm-hmm. teams that will get definitely for sure a spot in this one. But if you're looking for somebody to fill that fourth spot for those seeds, who we take? It could have been Marquette, but they dropped a, they a game today against to Creighton, Creighton, so that, that hurts their chances. But I'm thinking Tennessee. Yeah, you know, Tennessee is going to be the pick for me, but they have to win against Alabama today. Like they, they have to get that win. And so that's so major in a lot of different ways because you're looking at the committee that will be watching that game to see if Tennessee is a number one seed heading into the tournament. But I think it plays out that, that way. And I know it's kind of like, you know, it's not fun or it's not cool or interesting. But in a season of parody in college basketball where I talked about the inconsistencies for Houston, Purdue, and UConn, for the majority of the season, those have been the teams when you look at that number one or number two spot. Yeah, they've had their losses here and there and really losses that scratch your head especially when you think about UConn and Omaha against Creighton, where they just got smacked. Smacked. You can say the same thing with Purdue and their inconsistencies on the road in Big Ten play. Houston having issues scoring the basketball in conference play as well. But at the most part, I mean, those are the three teams that will be in those spots. And if Tennessee can get a win today against Alabama, they will get that fourth seed, that number one seed in the NCAA tournament. But outside of that, again, it could have been Marquette, but they, Mm -hmm. they, they drop a game to Creighton, and you, you can't do that if you want to be a number one seed. No, you cannot do that. Uh, Alabama, by the way, is a four-and-a-half-point favorite tonight. Mm. I, 
over Tennessee. Alabama's at home, too, so a little advantage yeah, there. Yeah. The total in that one, 171 and a half. Oh, gosh, take the over. I think Do you got to take, take the, the over. over. Dalton Connect, Mark Sears, battling for SEC Player of the Year. Yeah, there's going to be fireworks in that one. What about you, Kate? What do, what do you think? Uh, I'm right there with you. Okay. I think Tennessee um, has been really impressive this year, just the way they're able to score the ball. Because for the most part, uh, Rick Barnes' teams, like, they've been a defensive-minded team. That's been right. their identity, and they play slow. That's not really the case this year. They're still good on the defensive end. Yeah. But they play at a, a little bit faster pace, or their scoring is able to um, keep them – in a lot of games where otherwise, you know, maybe they go through scoring droughts mm -hmm. and they struggle to put the ball uh, in the hoop. And that's kind of what ultimately leads them to a couple tough losses throughout the season. But with Dalton Connect, I mean, he's a closer too. Yeah, 39 is. points the other night and Wednesday's win over Auburn. That was such off. an impressive second half for yeah. him. And so you have someone like that. Um, I was listening to the radio earlier today and, and someone was saying, okay, well, maybe we got to pause and, and back up. Is Zach Eady for sure the national player of the year oh, is there any way dalton oh, connect could enter that conversation wow. randy is like absolutely no, not shaking done. his head it's done, done? I, I, yeah. yeah i don't think, yeah i don't think that i think it's a little too late enough. in the season like yeah. we only have one regular season game left no if he was like putting up 50 points or 60 points that, that, right. that consecutive put up, games and yeah it switches but no. was his last game he put up 35 and 15 and in, in like 19 yeah. 20 something yeah, he's, can, that, no one's Zach jumping that no he's i mean it's already basically they're putting like you know when they do his game like the the two the guys who have won two wooden awards right like mm -hmm. and they've that's basically they're already they've already given the award yeah, yeah. you know it's yeah. his Arizona's another squad that I think has a lot of talent it's just consistency right. for them Omar Ballo, uh 14 points 13 boards on Wednesday against Arizona State now is Arizona State really that mm. tough of a competition competitor no not really um, so I'm not sure I see a whole lot of movement over these next couple of weeks, Cam, for yeah. the top four. Purdue, UConn, Houston, Tennessee. And Feels like those are locked in. You have a clunk of teams that are really outside of that top four, like a Marquette. We talked about mm -hmm. them. Arizona, we just mentioned them. Kansas, we talk about their inconsistencies on the road in Big 12 yeah. play. I don't know what's going on with them. North Carolina has had their issues where they've had some bad losses. When you think about the loss to Clemson in Chapel Hill, like that is a loss that yeah. shouldn't have happened for the Tar Heels, Duke right behind North Carolina in that, but they've had some bad losses as well. So it's not a team that has really played to the point where you can see them say they have a legitimate case to be one of those sleeper teams in the top four. Because if you bring that team up, then I'll just follow up with like, okay, well, what about Iowa State? Like yeah. Iowa State is a team that if you want to bring up a Kansas or an Arizona, they have similar resumes with this. So I, I would almost say you take put Iowa State higher on uh, the seating than Kansas. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. 100%. 100%. Even I, Arizona, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, competition in the Pac-12 has Creighton, not been that. Like, Blue Jays have to be, be higher up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Randy? I was going to say a team I like. It's a team that beat Kansas today. Baylor. Baylor. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Scott been, Drew won mm -hmm. a championship before. They're extremely athletic. Yeah. Uh, have played a lot of good teams this year, so I, I, I think Baylor. I mean, their record doesn't look that impressive. I think they have eight or seven or eight losses yeah, this year. They're yeah, they're twenty-two and eight. Yeah, but I, I, I like Baylor a lot. There was some stat that came out like a month and a half ago, that at this point in the season, I forgot what it was. That these five teams, um, like if you ha if you're in this, if you're in this group, you w you have a gr you'll win the national championship. Like if you had certain statistics at this point, and mm -hmm. Purdue, Baylor, were Houston were three of the teams. 
that were in the thing. UConn was not in it, so I, I, I can't remember. But I just think Scott Drew and Baylor are really, yeah. really good team. And I feel like they're playing really well at the right time, too, because yeah. that's half of this is right. when, you, when you're getting hot. You can struggle early on in the season, but if you're putting things together towards the end of the regular season and going into your conference tournament, you're going into the NCAA tournament with momentum, those are the really dangerous teams. And that's the only team when I look at the grouping that we have is if Kevin McCullough Jr. can somehow miraculously get healthy for this mm-hmm. team, Kansas could be that team that could go on a run in the Big 12 tournament, win it, and have that momentum going into the NCAA tournament that could have you nervous. Because they already have Hunter Dickinson, who's had a solid, and for some people has had a really good season for himself in that first year in the Jayhawks uniform. But again, Kevin McCullough Jr., who has that experience of March Madness and being with the Texas Red Raiders, right, of them being a Final Four team. So they, they have some, some, some nice qualities about themselves, but it's just the robos when they're away from awful. Lawrence and even sometimes when they're in Lawrence. Well, they suffered a loss to BYU yeah. at home the other night. And that does BYU not happen. And throw from three. And BYU, we know, I believe they still have the second most three-point attempts per game uh, in the country, but you have to know defensively that they're coming in shooting threes yeah <laughs> you don't guard the three-point line so it's just those head-scratching things for bill self's team that has me concerned about them but back to my point of them possibly if they can get guys healthy and playing the right way they could go on a great run in the big 12 tournament because when you look at conferences in college basketball what is it it's the big 12 in my opinion the big 12 the big east and I throw the Big Ten in there in terms of the best conferences that we've seen in college basketball because you're looking at each conference possibly getting at least seven teams in, at least. I think that that happens from each one of those conferences. Yeah, right now um, a breakdown that I'm looking at, this is you know projections, but Big 12 will likely have nine teams, SEC seven, Big Ten six, and then it goes really? only six for the Big down 10? from wow. there. Yeah, because Iowa is on – Iowa right now um, – is one of the first four out, so which I, I kind of think makes sense. They yeah, have not yeah. been great this year. Yeah. Northwestern will be in. Illinois will be in. Wisconsin, Randy, they're making they it. I think in. they're in. Yeah, yeah they're just they seating is dropping yeah. each week. Uh, obviously, Purdue. Who else are we missing? Michigan, Michigan State. State. Michigan State yeah. What if Michigan State? Like, is that for sure? I don't. I mean, they have a win over Baylor. Uh, they have. They play Purdue tonight, so. They have not. Uh, they haven't had a ton of quality wins, but the Baylor win definitely sticks out. Yeah. Um, eh, I mean, yeah. probably. I don't know. They're probably in right now, but I, I would say that they they have to finish strong. And yeah. I feel like if they are one of the teams who is on the bubble, you put them in. I mean, Izzo it's, has it's been. He deserved that. Yeah. Right. You got to give a team like that kind yeah. of. I don't want to say the benefit of the doubt. I can tell you. I can tell the other team in Michigan is not going to make oh, the tournament no, this year. No, 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 no. They have been awful this season. Oh no, they cannot do awful. it. Awful. Uh, Nebraska? Did we say think, Nebraska? No, we did not. I, I think, think Nebraska is likely it? in. If if Minnesota and they've actually taken oh the lead against Penn State under three minutes left, Why 62, 61 right now. It might cover. I think that was like seven and a half or eight point spread. Was it? Yeah. yeah. So. Oh my gosh. But if if there's a scenario for Minnesota where they make the Big Ten tourney championship. Could we see them get in? That's my thing. I, I Honestly, really want to know if this team could get in because if they're playing at this rate where offensively they're efficient, shooting the three, of course, with their assists and how they're uh, sharing the basketball, but 
this is, I'm not going to say it's a quality win, but this opens up the eyes just a little bit in terms of just the resiliency mm-hmm. of a team like Minnesota. So with you, when you look at their remaining schedule, of course, they're with Penn State right now and Indiana. If they can knock off Northwestern and Evanston, yeah. and we talked about Northwestern making it the Big Ten tournament, I think that's a lock for that. But if they can go into Evanston and get that win and then have a strong run in the Big Ten tournament by making the championship, I don't think if they make the semis that the committee is going to say, oh, yeah, put them in. No. Right. They have to either be right there in that uh, Big Ten tournament championship to really have themselves in a position to make the NCAA tournament. But I think they have a, a decent enough case to put themselves in. So that's why I'm like, I could see seven teams from the Big Ten making the, the NCAA tournament. I think that's a good point. Uh, I mean, Minnesota, talk about the turnaround that they had from a season ago. Yeah. They've been really impressive this year and fun to watch. Um, so, yeah, and a team that, like, Look at today, down 20 in the first half. They come back and are leading the game with two minutes left. Yeah, yeah. If they do anything like that in the Big Ten tournament, sure, I say throw them in. Neutral court, teams have faced Minnesota before. They know that they're not going to lay down and die against you. That that plays with your mental a lot. Exactly. So it'll be interesting, though. How about um, Florida Atlantic? After making such a deep run last year, they were a Final Four team? They were. Yeah, when they watched San Diego State hit the shot that's at the buzzer right. to beat yep. them. That's right. Um, and like, you kind of have to expect a little bit of drop off because this season, which we've seen, they've lost yeah. you know some games that you wouldn't really expect them to lose. But because they have a target on their back this right. year, right? right? Like, no one's taking them lightly. No one's overlooking Florida Atlantic yeah. this year. So in that sense, uh, their schedule's been a little bit more difficult. Maybe not playing like a ton of ranked teams, but in conference play, like teams want to beat them. Yeah, they do. Uh, they do. So right now, they need, I think they're in, but they need to continue to win these next couple of games and play well in their tournament as well. And not only win those games, but dominate yeah. in those games. Like that, that helps their case because if they continue to squeak by against opponents, especially in a conference tournament, that. It's not a good look for Mm-mm. them. And the weird thing about Florida Atlantic is that they returned the majority of their storm that, their starters, yes. and it's a drop-off. Like and everyone, like said, almost we, everyone came right, back. Right, and we get it to a certain extent, right? You know, like you said, there's a, there's a bigger target on mm-hmm. your back. You're kind of in a complacency type of mindset where, you know, we made the Final Four. Right. We might just walk in the gym and teams will lay down for us. We're no, probably favorites actually, most exactly, nights. Yeah, it's going to be the opposite because you're going to get everybody's best game against you. And they weren't ready for that challenge. And that's why you see it's been so inconsistent, it's inconsistent Excuse me, in their last, really, when you look at their last five games, it's been hopping back and forth in the win-loss column for them. So they got to win those games the rest of the way. They have a couple left. Um, they're at North Texas, and we know North Texas will make it a physical half-court game. So if that they, they can dominate yeah. them, dominate Memphis, those are two t- big-time matchups for them, and then dominate their Big Ten, t- uh, big, big Ten, excuse me, their <laughs> conference tournament, then that'll be great for Florida Atlantic. But right now, how it looks, in the American, they, they haven't just looked apart. I mean, four losses for a team that was in the Final yeah. Four, and you return a great majority of your scoring and your leadership. It's not a good look for you. It's yeah, it's the leadership for me. Uh, if you have so many players back from the same yeah. team that went so deep, someone step up and be like, "We're we can't let this happen to us. We can't be playing in yeah. these close games. We should be demolishing a lot of teams." Johnnell Davis, where you at? Vladislav Golden, where I you don't at? know. He's been sleeping for yeah. half the season. Uh, Virginia Cavaliers, they're a team that is listed. Um, on a number of sites as a team that kind of has some work to do 
needs a couple wins. They play Alabama tonight, correct? Virginia? Virginia plays Duke. Duke, 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 yeah. Duke that's right. Virginia's on the road at Duke, though. I don't yeah, see that I being a win for for the Cavaliers. Maybe a cover yeah. at nine and a half, but a win, that's going to be tough. And no disrespect to Virginia and they Virginia kind of fans, but that it's just a bad style of basketball. Yeah. Like that, that, it's boring. That, no one wants know, to watch and, that. You know, I know that styles make fights, but when it comes to Virginia, it's just it's not a good look. It's really dragged out. It's slow. It's no pace. If you want to go to their win against Wake Forest where they beat them, 49 or 47? What is this, high school basketball? What's going on now? Not fun to watch. Not fun to watch. NBA on the other side. Lakers and Warriors tonight. Lakers and Nuggets tonight. We're going to touch on that after the break. You're listening to The Better Angle on the BetQL Network. Presented by BetMGM. Join the conversation on twitch.tv slash BetQL. Be a witnessing cam one of the best covers of the whole season. Minnesota Gophers, they are up. I can't do math like that. <laughs> five, <laughs> up five, up six now. <laughs> They're up six on Penn State after being down by twenty some yeah. early on in the first half. This is insane. Min- oh, oh uh, three no, by yeah. Penn State. Oh, that's, that's gonna crush. Many um, hopes of Ooh, them likely covering with thirty-four hurts. seconds left. But they're. Hurts. It looks like they're well. Let's not say it's over yet. Three-point game. They're, I would like to think that they can hold on and win this game. If yeah. they do, that is extremely impressive. Again, talked about NCAA tournament. Uh, yeah. You know, those are things. And I know that Penn State is not the the team that you go to the committee with. Like, hey, <laughs> Look, we were I down 21. <laughs> we beat Penn State. We came back at home and beat the Nittany Lions. They're going to look at you like, get, get out of my yeah. face. Stop wasting my time. But, no, they, they've been impressive all season long. They are covered. King. So I made some money off of Minnesota and covering the spread because I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Why, why is this flying under my radar? But again, we talked about them scoring the basketball, shooting the three, how they pass the basketball, one of the best teams in the country, and especially in the Big Ten in assists per game. But I'm thinking about a guy in Cam Christie, who's the younger brother of Max Christie that plays mm-hmm. for the Los Angeles Lakers and kind of covering him when he was in high school at Rolling Meadows. Like he's been really a big time blessing for them on the court as a freshman. So He's one of those kids that can definitely shoot the ball like his brother um, and is one of the reasons why Minnesota can cover because they're never out of the game because they have that equalizer and knocking down that three. Minnesota is 24-4 and four against the spread this season, That's covering 85.7% of the time. And, yes, I did just do that math in my head. There you go. No, there I didn't. Go. No, I didn't. <laughs> I've got it right in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> I, are you kidding me? I can't do I was simple math. Like, oh, I'm not doing percentages. Race. But you see how I had your back? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm always ready to big K'd up. You know and Wisconsin has not covered in their last nine games. Ooh. And then they've got uh, Rutgers at home, and then they go to Purdue for just an absolute. So they're going to get yeah. slaughtered at Purdue. Yeah. yeah. They ha- I think they really have to win the Rutgers game. And Rutgers is a tough place to play at. No, it's 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 at Wisconsin. Oh, they oh, already okay. They already got dog-walked at Rutgers. Okay. Oh, yeah. man. Yikes. At, well, at, at the rack. At the, not, the we're, rack. We're not calling that Jersey Mike's Arena. No, that's a terrible that. name. I know the sponsorships lazy. you have yeah, to, but, know, it's, but it's, it's, it's an awful one. always be the rack. It's it like will. the Sears Tower in Chicago. If you, if you call it the Willis Tower Get and you say you're from Chicago, you're not from Chicago. No. 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 It's the Sears Tower. Uh, Cam, you mentioned uh, Max Christie for yeah. the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lakers team, 
that uh, is playing tonight. They are playing the Nuggets. I got that right this time. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but LeBron James, nine points away. You mentioned it from Gosh. hitting 40,000 points. He's already made history as the league's leading scorer. But yeah. to get to 40,000 points, that is an insane mark. And especially for a guy that naturally is not a scorer like right. that. Like LeBron James came into the NBA more as a Magic Johnson type. And those were some of the comparisons that he got coming out of high school. But his passing, his vision was his best ability and his best attribute on the court. But what we've seen him grow into is unbelievable. So, so many things have gone right for him to be able to reach this point of being nine points away from scoring 40,000 in his 21 seasons in the NBA. And you play 21 seasons, one health has to be on your side. And we've yes. you know, read the reports and heard the stories about how much he invests in his body in the all season to prepare himself. I think it's like a couple of million or a few million dollars in the all season to make sure that his body is right and can withstand the rigors of an 82 game season along with playoffs and also appearances in the NBA finals. So you have to have that health. You have to have elite skill and talent that only comes around with what once maybe every 25 to about 30 or even let's say 50 years. So that <laughs> has to help you to be able to be in this position to reach a mark that I think is going to be unreachable for anyone else. I don't think that we see another 40,000 point score for probably the next 40, 50 years. Well, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar yep. held a scoring title for 39 years. So maybe in 2064, if we're still around at that time, you know, I don't know how the game of basketball, especially the NBA, right. will be changed <laughs> at that point, you know, but it is going to take a perfect kind of storm and situation for a player to even reach the 40,000 point mark, let alone surpass LeBron James when it comes to the NBA's all-time scoring uh, list. So congratulations to LeBron. I think it happens in the first quarter. I thought it was going to happen the other night against the Washington Wizards. I actually put some money down on BetMGM with that and did that last week, but it didn't pan out, and it was some nice juice on them. Just kind of blanking on what that juice was. But, again, it is unbelievable what he's been able to achieve in his career. And I said it with Michael Jordan. I said it with Kobe Bryant. And I'll say it again with LeBron James. You better appreciate him while you have him on the basketball court right now because one day, not soon, because, you know, he just continues to play on and on and on, but one day, He's going to hang him up, and he's going to retire. D Durant's at uh, 28,342 uh, 28, right yeah. now. So he's, like, you know, so far away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I don't see Durant playing as long as – No. As, as I don't LeBron. see anyone playing. Like, that's the, th the thing here is we're going to have another generational player like LeBron. Yeah. There's going to be another we've – got, We've got one right now in, in San in, Antonio. Oh that's right, gosh. Victor Romaniala. But the longevity of his of LeBron's career is what sets him apart. Right. Because even if someone invests that type of money into their body that LeBron does, who's to say that that person's not going to have a history of injuries or, you know, right. have to take a year off for an ACL, something like that. It's just, we're not going to get someone who's been as healthy as LeBron has. Yeah. He's been, like, very lucky in that he really hasn't missed significant amount of time over his career for a ton of injuries. Yeah, and yeah. that's what, I mean, Agreed. you can't you can't put up numbers like this if you're not on the floor. And you know, when we talk about LeBron James, we have to mention his name as well, Michael Jordan. Yeah. Because I think, who, who's gonna be that player that's gonna chase the ghost of LeBron James, right? Because, mm -hmm. let's just be honest, LeBron has been chasing Michael. Michael Jordan. He's been chasing a ghost his entire career. And let's just be real about that. Some people out there think that he has surpassed, surpassed Michael Jordan. 
I'm not one of those people. But when you have that type of goal in your mind and that name, that person, that iconic person that you're trying to go after, that motivates you to a certain level to say, you know what? I know I don't have the number of championships right now, but when it's all said and done, I will have not only the scoring record, possibly could be top two assists all time. Mm -hmm. I think he's third or fourth fourth behind Chris Paul right now. He's going to possibly, I think he's top 10 in rebounds, I believe, somewhere in there. He's eighth in steals, seventh in games played, and second in minutes played. That's that's a (laughs) different type of mentality. I just can't see anybody having that focus for that long of a career. Right. And it's he's going to play 22, maybe even 23 seasons. Possibly and he just 25. outscored yeah. the entire Clippers team yeah. in the fourth quarter the other night. 19, 19 points, points to 16 points for the Clippers team. Five threes in the fourth. Oh, and it's insane what he's doing at this age. Seven of 12 from three. And Most threes he's hit in the game this season. Oh, the gosh. way he can. <laughs> so this is. Just the way he can still dunk. He can yeah. still get up. He can still jump. Like, he's got the hops yeah. still. I played in a, a rec basketball league the other day. Okay, I'm glad you started this because I was going to, I was going to definitely going to say something about myself. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. And um, my husband came to watch for the first time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've hyped myself up in the past <laughs> of like, you know, I was pretty good back in high yeah, school. Yeah. And he was like, Kate. What, what was your high game, Kate? Uh, 24, maybe. Okay. Some, nothing crazy. Okay. And that happened few and you know, few and far between, but yeah. I averaged a decent amount. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my husband's like, I didn't, I, I didn't realize you were so slow. Oh, and I was like, what? Ooh. He's like, I thought you were a little bit more athletic than that. Oh. And I said, okay, back up. Wait a second, buddy. I love Cam's reaction. I <laughs> God, that hurt my chest. Right? Jesus. Come on, and he, Cam. He, he was like, I'm not athletic, but like, I thought you were. And I said, I was athletic back in the day. I ran the 100-meter hurdles. I ran the 400 in nope, track. Nope. I was athletic. You shouldn't have said any of that, Kate. You should have passed the ball to Kevin and should have been like, let me see what your jump shot looks like. That's what you should have said to him. Like, that's, really that's, what that. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> that's why I couldn't. But I was thinking, okay, I'm like, of course I'm not. I'm slow. Mm-hmm. I haven't played basketball in competitively in 10-something mm-hmm. years. I don't go practice. Yeah. I don't shoot. But the fact that, like, I'm 33 and I'm huffing and puffing. I get like two inches off the ground when I jump. And LeBron is what, 39? What is he? Yeah, 30, 39. 30, 30, yeah. 39 yeah. And he is dunking on people yeah, still. Yeah. It's, it's, it hurts my body watching his. So I will, Lord willing, be 39 in July. <laughs> and I told you guys before the show that the past couple of weeks I'm in a basketball league. Yeah. And I really, first action that I've really had against real competition. Um, since I tore my Achilles two years ago. So I haven't really been playing and, and, and involved in pickup games or anything like that or just in the gym. Like, I don't have time. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a husband. Right. I have a job. I'm a you father. Have a kid. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, life happens. Right. right? My knee's hurting. <laughs> it hurts really bad. Like, fluid is on both of my knees for bo- after both games. And so, again, we understand that LeBron James, his job, his career is to play, mm-hmm. to keep his body in tip-top shape. But I'm just saying, when you get to a certain age, your body transitions it and it's not the same anymore, down. right? So like, I'm just looking at myself after these games and I'm looking at my knees like, am I washed? <laughs> Have I reached that point in my life? I can't That's how I recover felt. like I used to. But I see LeBron James, the guy that, you know, I hoop with back you, in high you school. You played against. Yeah, right, yeah, you know, or I play with. with, yeah. You know, I'm just like, how the hell 
is he still doing this? And so you have to appreciate someone mm-hmm. to be able to maintain that level of success over a sustained period of time. So it is and it's great. Uh, it's a discipline to do yeah. it, too, because it's okay. a lot of time to take care of your body like that. Um, I mean, just mentally to to be locked yeah, in yeah. game in and game out yeah. when you've been playing for 20 plus years yeah yeah it's, it's, a, a, it's a lot shout out to kevin lapka yeah i was gonna say where, where you guys are talking about uh what you've done oh kevin dunks that's you know, all that's, that's why i said I mean, shout out to yeah, kevin lapka I mean, yeah like he's, he's he's dunking at the united center like if you haven't seen that video and then i, I asked him say i'm like you can dunk he looked at me like yeah like, <laughs> he took it as disrespect yeah he took that person kevin wait till you hit your 30s and then tell us if you can dunk you probably still will be able to but that's my biggest fear, honestly, getting old and, yeah. and not being able to Wait a minute. Play. Well, I take that as disrespect. Getting now. old. Getting season. Season. Okay, season. Come on, man. Sure. Uh, you see, I'm ready to fight right now. You call, <laughs> who are you calling old, Kev? Season, man. Kev, it's tell us better. what was going on yesterday at the United Center. Yeah, it was an uh, event for 6-7 The Score. We had some people out there, Lawrence Holmes, Danny Parkins, Ryan Porth, um, Rich Wyatt was out there just playing some hoops uh, for an event. Um, so I was doing content for it. So if you want to see all that content, follow 6-7 The Score on Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube page. Uh, but at the end, got to put some shots up, got to get a couple dunks in. So that was super fun to be a part of. And I've never been on the court at the UC before. Like I've sat you know, close uh, at Bulls games, but to be on the court and to be taking shots on an NBA rim is was, was a lot of fun. So that was a, a really cool thing to be a part of. You got up there in you that did. one, Kev. You did. That was a rim grazer. It was honestly not my best performance. But this, but was, this was after hooping, though. Like, I mean, imagine if you had that yeah. opportunity to do it before while your legs were a You'd be a little bit more bouncy. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a good for point. Sure, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but shout out to Kenny because he let us know in the chat that LeBron is actually 33rd in rebounding, but the majority of players on that list are centers, but he has the most rebounds for a small four. Ah. So, I mean, just, again, it's those type of accolades that for a guy at 39, again, he's not slowing down. Mm-mm. And nine points away from 40,000, you better watch in the first quarter. It happens in the first quarter. So you think it happens in the first quarter, Cam? Yes. You can bet that over at BetMGM for plus 280. Oh, yeah. Come on. Let me go get my money right now. We doing that? Oh, yeah. I'm doing that. All right. Squad's locking in on that one. Nice and then you can, on you can also bet on how it happens. A dunk? Plus 500, three pointer, plus 300, layup, free throw. Free throw would be anticlimactic. Yeah, I hope it doesn't happen that, on that. But that often seems like when corny. it does happen. Yeah, yeah. Are they going to stop the game? Yes. Like, they will. Come on. For bro. how long? Because the whole Kareem, when he passed Kareem, they did the ball handoff. Yeah. They they did a video tribute. I think it was, what was it, like a 10 to 15 minute yeah, thing? Yeah, it, it was Kareem long. actually came out on the court. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His family came out. Yeah. LeBron's family came yeah. out on the court. You, yeah. You, you, Those, ha- you have to stop the game, Kev. You, you I think to. you have to. But yeah, it can't to. be that long, right? Like, this ha- this one has to be max, like, two minutes. Like, do we no. need another video? Tri- oh, well, yeah, 40,000 points. I get it. I a get it. A two-minute stoppage time? Come on. These are the defending champs, man. They want to play and they want to win. Like, I, I, I don't know. Man, they're not paying attention to this game. Jamal Murray's no, out. They okay. know they're probably going to lose it. They know it's LeBron's night. They know what the moment is. No, I think they stopped the game. I think it's going to be more than two minutes. I think it happens in the first quarter. And again, Kate mentioned that that at plus 280, you can go ahead and grab that right now on BetMGM. But I actually think it happens on a uh, fadeaway jumper, like a jumper. Yeah. So I'm going to go with other, other with that at plus 325 on BetMGM. So I, I uh, could get on board with that yeah. as well. Lakers and Warriors are both um, just hanging on to the play-in tournament. Warriors are in ninth. Lakers are in tenth. Yeah. They're both nine and a half games back from the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are the top seed 
in the West. Um, I mean, we I, I don't think anyone wants to face the Nuggets in the first round. No. So you don't, no. Nuggets are three, no. I think. Nuggets right are now? three. Yeah. So I think they'd probably rather be where they're at right now and face set the two or the one and the two seed than yeah. have to face the Nuggets in the first round. Somebody on the better angle said that the Golden State Warriors wouldn't even make the play in. Who was that person that said that? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I was the guy that said that. And, you know, when you fast forward and you have everybody healthy and Clay Thompson coming off the bench and knocking down threes, yeah, no, they, they make the They, make the they might be making yeah. the play-in. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that potential Warriors-Lakers matchup in the play-in. And also, Caitlin Clark headed to the WNBA. Oh, yeah. Pretty big news we'll discuss on the other side. This is The Better Angle on the Becky Hill Network. This isn't the right angle. This is the better angle with Kate Constable and Cameron Smith on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Quick check around college hoops. Iowa State up three on UCF with about nine minutes left in that game. North Carolina finally pulling away from NC State. They're up ten with nine and a half minutes left. Dicey a little bit in Chapel Hill. Yeah, it was. Not, not, not anymore. Uh, my my uh, Charlotte 49ers, it's not looking good. Oh. They are down 16. Sorry to hear, Kate. With six and a half minutes left. I was trying to get cute. I was trying to dabble in a little college yeah. basketball before the tournament. Uh, I got to do a little bit better. I got to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> Study a little harder. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Auburn do you is... want another game, Kate, for coming up? Yeah, sure. Give it to me. Um, it's a it's an in-state game. Oh. And it's Wisconsin, Green Bay, Wisconsin, Milwaukee. I like Wisconsin, Green Bay in the points. Ah, okay. Okay, I have not been following the Phoenix this the year. Oh, look at you with the Phoenix. Yeah. They've, they've had a revival. They've uh, risen. Have they? Because they've I risen. used to always <laughs> bet the Phoenix is rising. Rose from the ashes. <laughs> um, a couple years ago, Green Bay was awful. Awful, and Bo Ryan's son was their coach. Ooh, really? And, yeah, and they have a new coach this year, and they I think they're like – 18 and 11 or something like that. And okay. I know Wisconsin, Milwaukee's pretty good too. The Panthers, I think they are. And uh, yeah, I, I think they'll they'll probably cover. What uh, conference is that? Is that Horizon? I, I think it's Horizon. In, I believe they're still in the Horizon. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you are correct. Okay, uh, Green, uh, Green Bay. Okay, if you, you, you want another game to bet on. You yeah, know, sure. Starting in about 16 minutes as I look at the uh, BetMGM app. Dukies. Duke, Virginia. I Nine and a half point favorites for the Blue Devils at home. You know, I think for I think Duke probably wins that one easily. I am concerned though because okay. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't be betting on them. Reese Beckman, the last time he was in Cameron Indoor, torched him. Yeah, he made some big time shots, and one of the bigger shots was uh, set up the. What's <laughs> that? What's that money line, Cam? Maybe I'll. Ah, uh, plus four hundred. Plus four hundred. Ken mm, Palm has Duke winning by eleven. I see that. They they've been really dominant in Cameron Indoor, and that's why I'm waiting for next Saturday, March 9th, when Carolina comes through those doors. But Duke is one of those teams for me that can play a brand of basketball. When I talk about guards and the NCAA tournament and guard play is so important for your success, they have the experience with Jeremy Roach, Tyrese Proctor as a sophomore. We saw what he was able to do last season in the tournament as a freshman. 
Jared McCain has been one of the best shooters in college basketball from three, and he's only a freshman. But they have that across the board, along with Kyle Filipowski, the number one guy on their team. So that's why I'm so high on Duke and what they could do this year, especially when it comes to March 9th against North Carolina, but also the NCAA tournament. But when you look at the situation against Virginia, Virginia has no fear of Duke. As I mentioned, they, they've gone to Cameron Indoor and gotten a big-time win. And they understand that if they can try and make it a half-court game, it, it makes it even more interesting in that situation. But with that said, still take the Blue Devils, minus nine and a half. So that would be a good look. Uh, Virginia is two and three in its last five games versus Duke. Four and six in its last ten. Yeah. Seven of the last nine meetings have been decided by four points or less. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah, Virginia does they not have tough. any fear going on the road tough. at Duke. Uh, Cam, we left off the the previous segment talking about the NBA yeah. and the uh, Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron, the Warriors. Uh, the Warriors are in the ninth spot in the West right now in the play-in. They've turned things around. Yeah, they have. They've been playing really well lately. They've won a number um, of their last – pulling up the schedule here. I believe they've won at least two straight. Yeah, three straight. Three straight. Eight of their last uh, ten. But, hey – Nice little assist there for hey, me, Cam. Know, I, got you, man. I like Come it. Come on now. Um, Clay Thompson's moved to the bench since that has happened. There's been a little bit of a, re of a resurgence, not mm -hmm. only for the Warriors but for Clay's performance yeah. recently. Like, what do you attribute this turnaround to? Health. Health has been the biggest thing for this Golden State Warriors team, and they just recently got back Chris Paul earlier this week from that hand injury. He underwent hand surgery for himself so now he's back coming off the bench with Klay Thompson and even Klay Thompson said this before Chris Paul made his appearance with Golden State when they played against the Wizards that hey that's not a bad backcourt with Klay Thompson and Chris Paul coming off the bench so and they've proven that mm -hmm. with how they've been able to play so it's just the freedom that the Warriors play with the understanding that now is the most important time for them in this season where this final stretch of games especially where they are in the Western Conference as Kate mentioned they are ninth identical with the Los Angeles Lakers in terms of where they are. These teams are smack dab at 32, well, Golden State's 32 and 27 and 33 and 28 for the Lakers, but nine and a half back from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Not putting that out there saying they're going to catch Minnesota, but they're eyeing each other when it comes to those spots in the play-in. But both of those teams, one and a half games behind the Dallas Mavericks and also two full games behind the Sacramento Kings when it comes to the eighth and seventh spots in the play-in. But Steve Kerr understands with this group and what he's put together with Jonathan Kaminga, who has played great basketball for Golden State. And if you need more evidence, then look at what he's been able to do on the road against Toronto, on the road against the New York Knicks. I'm not going to bring up the Washington Wizards because Kate and I can get buckets against the Washington Wizards. <laughs> the but Generals. Yeah, yeah, right. The generals. generals, right. Run by that. I'm giving them too much respect. But <laughs> Golden State understands with the championship pedigree that they have, they understand that the time is now. Let's turn up our play. Let's try and see if we can find an open door into the top six in the Western Conference because it's so tight it really in the is. West. One through three, five through eight. Like, you're only separated by maybe at the most a game and a half when it comes to that. Even less than that with the top three when you think of Minnesota, Oklahoma City, and the Denver Nuggets, who we'll see tonight in L.A. against the Lakers. Kev, you got a little theory for us. I do have a theory. So, if you guys remember, I think it was like week 12. We were talking NFL, and I said – the Chiefs were really struggling. Said, watch out for the Kansas City Chiefs. They might make a run. Hall of Fame head coach, Hall of Fame quarterback, and look what happened. And I'm starting to kind of feel the same way about the Golden State Warriors, right? And, like, they have found a way to win. Chris Paul is getting back healthy. They've 
figured out what to do with Clay Thompson. As you said, moved to the bench. They've looked better. They have young talent in Kaminga who can score and be a defensive presence. We know Steph can turn it on at any moment. Is there any? Is it dumb to make that comparison between Kansas City and what they did this year? And of course, it's two different, totally different sports. But just this idea of a team that's been there, that's done that, once they get into the playoffs, anything can happen. They have the star power and the talent to do it. And they have the head coach who's been there and can lead them to another title. Do you get those same Kansas City vibes from the Golden State Warriors at this point in the season? Hard not to. I mean, when you look at their schedule, their strength of schedule remaining, ninth easiest Mm -hmm. in the NBA with 23 games remaining. Again, everybody's healthy. I think, it's a, I think really it's a great comparison, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm right there with you, Kev. I, I can see what you're doing with that because, like Kansas City, Golden State is like, yeah, go, go talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves. Go talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Those are teams that are just happy to be in the conversation. Right. Us, we've done this before. We know what it takes. We know what it takes when it comes to being in a seven-game series, of being down, of having to come back. We have the firepower. We have the star power in Steph Curry. Draymond Green has been perfect for them since he's returned and really got those games underneath his belt to really find his rhythm. So, Kev, I see what you're doing with this. And the rest of the NBA, especially in the Western Conference, should be afraid because this team can really turn it on really quickly. I, I agree with you. I mean, they certainly can. They've showed that they can now that they're healthy. Since Draymond has been back, yeah. that's kind of when the, the turnaround started. Then the move, Clay to the bench, Chris Paul back. Like, things are, are clicking right now. Talk about playing well at the right time. Warriors are playing well to end the season. My only concern is, like, I don't think this team is a championship team. I think okay. that they can push other teams to the brink in a seven-game series. But I, I don't think they can get past the Nuggets mm, in yeah. in the West. Jokic. I don't think oh, they – I mean, if they meet Boston in the finals, I think Boston wins this series, yeah. um, especially after losing last time. Like, can they beat a team like the Timberwolves? Maybe. Mm-hmm. But I, I, And I say that because the Timberwolves are still inexperienced yeah. in the postseason. Like, the experience card is where the Warriors are going to trump a lot of teams. Right. They have been there multiple times. Oklahoma City Thunder, tons of talent. They're a young, young yeah. team that has not been in these big moments. So that's where I think the Warriors could have success. But in terms of, of a seven-game series against a team like the Nuggets, I, I don't think that the Warriors could get past them. Because you have a problem that nobody has solved in the NBA, and his name is Nikola Jokic. Yep. How do you game plan for that? Yeah, go ahead and put Draymond Green on him. That's fine. Jokic not going to work. Right. Yeah. Go ahead and put Kevon Looney on him. Jokic has a triple-double. It doesn't matter who is guarding Nikola Jokic. He will find himself in a situation where he's going to be great and average a triple-double or put at least a few triple-doubles on your head Mm -hmm. in a seven-game series if it gets that far. But you bring up a great point in the teams in Oklahoma City and Minnesota. I think with the Warriors, they have a clear disadvantage when it comes to size. So I think, again, trying to solve that problem against the Denver Nuggets team and Nikola Jokic, that's a big issue on a number of different levels. But just on size alone, if they find themselves in a series against Minnesota with Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns and even Jaden McDaniels, what he can do defensively with his length, and you also got that young dog in Anthony Edwards on that team from Minnesota. They have a lot that they can throw on you and can really wear you down. So I'm with you on that. The Oklahoma City, I, I don't see Golden State having too many issues with them because of the ex- inexperience yeah. of Oklahoma City. And we heard Nicola Jokic say this last year with Denver and just their progression to get to that NBA Finals and win that championship. 
is that you got to have your scars. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma City doesn't have any scars when it comes to actual playoff basketball. I, I know they made the play-in last year, and they've been on the borderline of a play-in team, but when it comes to real actual playoff scars, they don't have them, and Golden State understands that as well. So they take advantage of them. Talking about um, who the Nuggets' biggest um, uh, competitor uh, What's the word I'm looking for? The Nuggets' biggest threat. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. They said that last year. They said that uh, out of all the teams they played in the uh, Western Conference um, postseason, the Timberwolves were the toughest, yeah. even though that was the first matchup, because the Wolves can match up with the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. You have Rudy Gobert, who's going to be the defensive player yeah. of the year. He can guard Jokic better than – I mean, Jokic is still going to get his, but he can mm-hmm. guard Jokic better than I think any other player right, that the right. Nuggets would see. So the Timberwolves – I would be a little concerned. I would still back the Nuggets to win that series, but mm-hmm. I think Minnesota could potentially take uh, Denver to seven games at yeah. least. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that, Kate. And right now, if you can see on your screen, if you're following us on Twitch, that we have the odds to win the Western Conference. I honestly like with value in this one. Speaking of the Timberwolves, plus 850. 850. Right now, I mean, you look at the Western Conference standings and how it goes for them, 42 and 18, number one in the West. They're a team that, value-wise, could win it. Don't don't put your money on the Denver Nuggets. I don't think the Nuggets are concerned no. about a number one seed and winning the West. And Regular they're like, season, They're no. like a Miami Heat type of feel where we don't care where we are in the playoffs. When we get we're you in the seven games, we're, we're going to beat you yeah. because we have the big joker. By the way, I've got Steve Kerr's cell phone as well. <laughs> <laughs> the game is over, man. He is the Nikola Jokic <laughs> of um, the game, of that yes, game. Like, we can't solve – we don't have anybody better in our contest. Uh, no, we don't. I wish I had Caitlin Clark's number because then we could call her <laughs> to discuss her moves on the other side of the break. We'll touch on that and also a little NFL futures. Just stick with us for the final hour here on The Better Angle. Coming up, more live sweats and winning bets with The Better Angle on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.